0: The war itself had become more perilous. The weapons had evolved. But our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. Welcome to Citizen Jane, the Citizen Kane of podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm Cash. I'm Dancy. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to our mini-sodes called For Your Consideration, where each of us picks a film that has been misinterpreted by history or unjustly lost to the sands of time and champions it and then we like briefly drink wine and discuss it. Dancy has a real treat for you listeners. Treat loosely used here. Objectively. Accurately Mm. used. So to
1: follow up on our episode on action movies, where we discussed Mission Impossible Fallout and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, we are going to bring you a championing of Underworld, the Kate Beckinsale vehicle where she sort of saunters around in pleather for (laughs) 90 minutes. Take I mean, it away, Dancy. Like,
2: <laughs> the best 90 minutes of your life. I have loved Underworld since it came out. My friend Jeff and I watched the newest Underworld, Blood Wars. We couldn't get any of our friends to see it except the two of us. And I was thoroughly entertained. This franchise is Possibly my favorite action franchise of all time. That's mm-hmm. not right. Really right. It feels so good. Feels We're all so good. wrong
0: about something.
2: <laughs> well, all right. So if you have never seen Underworld before, let me give you the lowdown. Underworld is about a battle between vampires and lichens. It's just a fancy name for werewolves. It's set in Budapest, the kind of like dilapidated glory of the Eastern Bloc, Nancy loves the Soviets. We open by meeting Celine, who is played by Kate Beckinsale. She is a death dealer, which is a vampire class who go after Lycans and kill them. At this time, it's set in the modern day. The vampires and Lycans have been fighting for hundreds of years. The Lycans, it turns out, are searching for a person who they can make a hybrid out of to be both vampire and werewolf. The reasons for this are very unclear and do not matter, but they're trying. The person they land on is a man named Michael Corvin, who's played by Scott Speedman. He is like a descendant of the ancestor of both vampires and lichens, so he can somehow take on both of these bloodlines. Celine is in the middle of this plot. She kind of uncovers it. She takes it to her coven leader his name is craven uh and he doesn't believe her so she kind of has to like branch out on her own she reawakens her vampire father victor to help her in the end michael is turned into a hybrid vampire and werewolf celine finds out that victor has actually she thought her origin story was like he saved her from leggings that had killed her family but it actually turned out that victor killed her whole family so she turns on victor falls in love with michael kills Victor in the end, and Michael is this, like, superhuman hybrid. Incoherent thoughts and images, nothing more.
1: Why do you like?
0: Yeah. Why have you chosen this masterpiece? Account for your choices. All right. Look, I'm just going to jump in here and say, (laughs) out of all three of us, we all picked a movie to, like, champion. Dancy's was the one where I was like, Really? Okay. That's the point.
2: Also, my second choice was Eurotrip, so really yeah. we came out on top. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> to be
1: grateful for what we do. <laughs>
2: you people don't know a good movie. All right. Neither do you apparently. The, <laughs> the very first point on my notes is bare minimum competence. <laughs> Honestly, a pretty high bar for a lot of vampire yes, movies. Exactly. Like this movie is well paced. The characters are sketchy, but like you get their motivations. Celine walks around in a kind of like leather matrixy look, but the whole thing is a wash again in this decaying glamour. I mean, even I know you made fun of the death dealers, but like that's the kind of shit that I live for. Like, yeah, give me <laughs> give me a weird name for someone cool. You know? Like, and um, there's a scene where she has these two machine guns and she spins around in a circle pointing them at the floor shooting and like shoots a hole for herself to fall through yeah that part is, cool. Part is really cool it's like badass the series does get better as it goes on no. now, obviously not the point of this podcast but like no it does it gets crazier and weirder there's a whole 10 minute sequence in the fifth one where someone just shoots a machine gun at a vampire with no discernible impact <laughs> it's amazing the cast is stacked Michael Sheen plays the main werewolf, Kate Beckinsale, Bill Nighy, and then also finally, action sequences, probably the best one is when Victor dies, Celine kills him, with this amazing, like, sword swipe, half his face falls off, and it's this gory mess, and it's Defining moment in cinema. Those are all the kind of genre pleasures and the aesthetic pleasure and the service pleasure. I do want to just briefly point out that when you go deeper into the politics of the movie, it actually checks out pretty well. <laughs> the class politics are pretty good. Lycans are positioned against vampires um, as a lower class. They actually used to be the slaves to vampires. It comes out, and like they had an uprising, and there a lot of the war is currently about a lot of those grievances. And you are meant to slowly realize that these werewolves are not these like villains that they've been painted as i guess the one caveat to that i would say is that the movie is still very um enticed by vampires by because like higher class living elegance and luxury however it never gets too complicit because the film is so cold you actually don't spend a whole lot of time in the vampire habitat but it's certainly still tempted by those images. It also is anti-eugenics, obviously. The movie gradually humanizes the werewolves as like, not the bad guys. This eugenic project they have to create a hybrid is seen as sick and wrong and when michael corvin becomes a hybrid it is against his will selene has to do it to like save him it's not something he chooses that is something the movie like makes you sit with so those are like the good parts of it but but those things do have flip sides like i say the the tempted sort of tempted by the kind of higher class living of the vampires and the elegance of the vampires and there's a dichotomy there that they want to explore but they don't totally explode. I also think there's a sore lack of people of color in the vampires. They are there but they are generally pretty white. The werewolves is a sore lack of women because it's almost like the movie doesn't want to position women as wild. They always want to keep them cultivated and pretty and elegant. So there's certainly like a dichotomizing going on between both race and gender throughout the film. That dichotomy does again show how little they want to really delve into this. They sort of pay lip service to these ideas and on balance the politics are good but they're not considered okay so
0: can you tell us in like a nice little sound bite why like we should consider
2: this movie do you like seeing kind of steampunky central european dark noir vampires and werewolves and then the added plus to that is when you watch it you're not constantly squicked out by a weird politic to it but I'm definitely like, pleasure, just pleasure. Not mindless, I think every even mindless pleasures are underpinned by political considerations, but like, it's just very fun to watch. As I think more about the pleasure that Underworld brings, I think more about the idea of pleasure in a vacuum, in a way that isn't necessarily always good, but just in that sense of you like what you like, there's sometimes no sort of rationalizing yourself out of it, it's like, doesn't hit those pleasure centers in your brain. Mm. And that can be very cloistering. That can be very politically irresponsible. And yet there's also nothing like that concentrated hit of like serotonin Mm. when you just like something with no real roots in anything explicable it's a feeling okay then
0: I actually want you to be more specific about that feeling even though you just said you didn't want to be so what parts of your brain is it scratching I like you I like your brain I want to know what it is that feels good about it
2: Okay, so again, I truly actually do worry about hammering to death this fragile, fluttering thing. But Yet. I guess I'll, I'll try.
0: Okay, so then can we do it anecdotally? Like when you watch, mm. talk about how it feels just to you.
2: It feels cool.
0: Yeah. No, I think cool is a real thing it's to like, think about. That's very helpful. Yeah. Actually, so yeah. that it doesn't feel like enjoyable, it feels cool.
2: But I will also say, it doesn't feel cool in the sense that I know this is the coolest movie in the world. I know this is not the coolest I love watching movies that are cult ironic favorites Uh but I have for my entire life both seen that irony and felt like earnest love for Mm -hmm. a a lot of those things and Underworld is kind of one of those it is not a prestige movie it's not a smart movie it's a competent movie when you said that the way it felt when you watch it
0: is cool that like landed so hard with me Mm. because I feel like when I think of what is cool in an action movie? Like, I feel like you know the Gone Girl monologue about a cool girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like Underworld maybe sidesteps that because well, there are so few cool protagonists, there are badass protagonists. They're competent female protagonists, but they're not a lot of cool female
2: protagonists. Well, it's not cool, though, either. Like, it's it's deeply uncool. At the Whatever. time, it was cool. Yeah, I guess that's true. Especially but if you were 13 when it came out, yes. it was cool. And, and sure, there's no accounting for, like, that feeling you get when you first watch it can just, like, stay with you forever. But I watched it, you know, two weeks ago. I felt the same thing. I genuinely love it, but I don't... I'm trying to... I guess I'm trying to parse this feeling of... I don't actually think it's cool, but the feeling that I have for it, yeah, like a thirteen-year-old's idea of cool, that I still respect and cherish, and like to feel envelop me when I watch and
0: it. Let's think about that word, cool. Like, like a little bit icy, a little Detached. bit removed. Here you've got Kate Beckinsale in like some badass leather pants. A Little bit emotionally removed from everything, and she's British, the hauteur, but like that itself can be so pleasurable to watch, especially for someone who grew up in a
1: suburb in Ontario. That must be the height of cool because that's also me,
2: exotic, maybe, yeah. or like the, the European sophistication, vibe, right? Of it. Yes, but it's also dumb, it's dumb as fuck. And I also knew that back then. I don't say that's an apology. The idea mm. that if cool is detachment, if cool is kind of like understatement, this movie doesn't have that. This movie is like all in it's trying really fucking hard and so it's deeply uncool at the same time that it's aiming for this do you think mm. that's why it latched on so powerfully with preteens yes because that's the state you exist
1: in how you live mm-hmm. your yes, life every single day exactly. exactly. yes. you are constantly
2: yes. trying to be this thing and that you care too fucking much to actually be cool and it still carries over that feeling of like going all in on something that I fully love yeah. and commit. Yeah, and coming out the other side with something that's like not quite what it should be, and yet it works anyway. So, mm-hmm. Underworld is like an underdog champ. Yeah. I love that idea. It's like, and so, yes, yes, I can intellectualize that emotion, and that's great. But really, in the end, it's like, do you want to see a bunch of vampires and werewolves fighting? Like, if you do, then I think you'll enjoy this movie and, like, sit in that pleasure. And you don't need to, to you know, think about it as, as long as we have. It can just sit like that. But certainly those are the mechanics that I'm working under. That's and I great. also
1: feel like this coziness now that I'm personifying Underworld as a 13-year-old girl yeah, who's like yes. got braces and really being like a gothic. Listen to like Hot topic and, uh-huh. and, uh, yeah, and I'm loving yeah. it.
2: And just like, I love it. I feel affection. Like, yeah. you know, it's that you, underworld is heaven. <laughs>
1: I like that the impulse to that kind of person and that kind of effort isn't like derision, but just enjoyment and affection.
2: Exactly. It's precious.
1: Okay, that's been for your consideration. You can follow us on Twitter at, at CitizenJanePod. You can follow us on Instagram at, at CitizenJanePod. And uh, our email address is citizenjanepodcast at gmail.com. So, goodbye. Email.
2: I know what I heard, and I know what my gut tells me, and I am telling you there could be dozens of daikons now.
1: Daikans? There's some really bitchin' shots of Kate Beckinsale that may have turned me gay. (laughs) 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 Hooray!
2: Go watch Underworld.